0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to That Dan Ban Show. Super excited to report back to you all after a super crazy jam-packed DCI 2022. It was the first kind of, uh, I'd say, normal year of finals uh, since 2019. Um, So everyone was super pumped to be back. I feel like we kind of got right back to where we were, both from a uh, social aspect. You know, we have our spots we always go to, uh, little Nikki Blaine's. Uh, A couple other spots, Harry and Izzy's. We just have our little landmarks you got to hit when you're in Indy. A lot of good restaurants out there. So that's always a super fun part of what we do is kind of our little restaurant tour before the lot and the shows. Uh, But also, I'd say from a competitive standpoint, uh, things certainly did not drop off at all. I feel like much like WGI, we sort of took time to reflect And I'd say a lot of groups, if not the majority of the groups, kind of came back stronger um, after a period of reflection, uh, maybe some changes going down. A lot of groups came out stronger. There were a handful of groups that didn't land where they probably wanted to land uh, for various reasons. Some of those related to changes that happened in those years off as well. So it's just... It was a a very dynamic situation um, between 2019 and 2022 finals. And you can see when you start to dig into kind of what went down competitively that it certainly wasn't exactly what you saw in the 2019 recaps or scores. So that's definitely cool. That's exciting. And that's a lot of what I want to talk about today is kind of where is DCI right now, at least according to what I'm perceiving, which is by no means a fact, is more of what my opinion is based on what kind of came down in the scores. And when you look across the recaps, just trying to pull and do a little bit of synthesis from those, um, as well as just my impressions of kind of what I saw and what the kind of conversations I was having out there. Because really it's, it's like we're all separate all year, um, really all year. Uh, even on tours, you don't see – uh, everyone all the time you're kind of fragmented then you will come together at regionals but you really don't know where things are at until we're all together in the same zone and then it's like oh wow like this is this and those people are like like it's not in a vacuum And I think we evaluate a lot of our opinions when we're watching shows online sort of in a vacuum not in a lineup and then when you get to the end and everyone's in a row it really changes the perception of the groups, the design, the execution, um, it's its quite baffling. So uh, I always you know, try to tell people not to get too hung up on what's going down in the regional space um, because the dynamic is just so different competitively once we're all in the same room, kind of in an order, with a singular judge seeing everyone just going uh, back to back. It's like so much different. So I think a lot of what you see and how things shook out uh, this week, it, it's a huge part of that. That's part of the contest dynamic that everyone needs to understand. So um, kind of the theme for today, uh, for today's episode, is my top 10 takeaways from the 2022 DCI Finals. You know, the top 10 thing, it's more just like a buzzy way that I make sure people listen to this, watch this, et cetera. Um, but there'll be more takeaways from that embedded in those top 10 takeaways, but I try to just restrict myself to 10. But I want to kind of maybe hit the main bullet points first of some bigger news or some things that felt surprising from DCI 2022 finals. Before I get into some of the more, I guess, analytical or philosophical uh, thoughts behind it so uh, some big news from the weekend first is troopers who are in 12th and Colts were in 11th both in finals so that's a huge deal Um, they have not been in finals for a handful of years I will mention which uh, down in my first bullet point coming up but just to see uh, two new cores in finals is very very exciting that being said unfortunately as you see two cores that are usually in finals are not um, in the form of Blue Knights and Crossmen. So um, they're going to gear back up and come back next year stronger. And having learned a lot of lessons, I'm sure, and Troopers and Colts, big congrats. It was a hype, a lot of friends that teach both of those groups. Um, so it's awesome to see these two cores kind of make a splash at the end. Um, a big surprise during retreat was when they called the Cavaliers in ninth and Phantom in eighth. That was also a massive sort of uh, change. They had not been beating the Cavaliers, and those are two rival cores in Illinois, and it's been a a minute since uh, Phantom Regiment has beat Cavaliers, so I'm sure there's a little bit of a feeling inside there being an alumni. I know exactly um, what that is. So um, that was definitely a shakeup at finals. Um, I'd say another shakeup here is that Bluecoats and Boston tied not only uh, on the last night, but the second to last night. So two nights in a row – um, semifinals and finals, blue coats in Boston tie for second place overall. How this happens two nights in a row? What is the mathematical likelihood of that happening? I can't tell you. I'm not smart enough to figure that out. But anyone out there, I guarantee this is already on Reddit. So maybe I need to ask Andrew Montero, who frequents the DCP Reddit. Um, what is the mathematical likelihood of getting the overall score tying two nights in a row? Not just one, because just the likelihood of even tying. And one night has to be pretty small. And now we're talking about two nights in a row. So that is wacky, but congrats to both Bluecoats and Boston. I'm sure they're both happy and somewhat confused like I am, but that's dope, so it's it's fine. Um, but that did go down, and everyone was like, huh? Like, it was really weird. Um, Another shakeup uh, that I was surprised by. Boston gets straight fours and percussion across the board. Bluecoats... Win finals night and win percussion. Um, so the first night blue devils took percussion, the second night Vanguard took it, and then the third night, blue coats took it, and they won the average, I believe, by point zero five. Blue coats wins their first Fred Sanford. That is dope. I can say here now the Crown Drum staff, percussion staff went crazy when they announced Blue Coats for the Fred Sanford because it's again, it's extremely exciting to see a new drum corps win a caption like that it's not easy to do it takes years of work i believe this is roger's maybe 10th year with the blue coats that's roger carter he's a percussion caption head it's a guy you see warming up the drum line in a lot with the drum uh, set he is kind of the visionary behind their vibe and their essence and um he's very smart talented creative guy and it's been 10 10 years and tom merrick has been there since i think 2002 without a drum trophy so Um, that is awesome for DCI and I think it's part of the conversation that I'm going to have when I go into my top 10 list of takeaways Um, that exact thing could happen but also that being said I did not expect Boston Crusaders to get fourth in percussion so that is another bullet point down in my list but I was very surprised. I did not get to see them in the lot or in the show, which is upsetting because I would have loved to because of the videos of them throughout the season were crazy, at least of their drum line. Honestly, I didn't see any videos of their pit. So perhaps that's a factor that we should consider. That's definitely a factor when we start talking about drum scores is there's more than just the drum line. So that's uh, to be continued here in a minute. But Boston gets straight fours. Bluecoats win drums. Pretty cool stuff. Um lastly, Blue Devils sweep, GE and visual across the board minus guard. They did win guard finals night, but Boston won their third consecutive Zengali. That's super dope. Congrats to Boston. No surprise there. They're just super solid. That whole program, it trickles down from the design and the way that the design integrates the guard as a main character in their shows and then allows them to showcase some really innovative skills. I know their book is the hardest. I know that they're stacked. I know that their team is really solid. So congrats to Boston on their third color guard trophy there. That's got to be exciting. And BD, every single visual caption, uh, other than guard, every single GE caption, finals night and the caption awards, whew, hard to argue with. So uh, let's jump forward here into the list. I'm going from 10 to one. I don't know why. I don't know if this order matters. It doesn't matter. So number 10, DCI judging has come back with more integrity than ever, not less. Hot take, hot take. I'm. <laughs> it's been interesting to read. The comments on Instagram, um, some of the DCP stuff that people send me, I'm not on DCP, but I've definitely seen the conversations about the Blue Devils and the judging is rigged. And, you know, okay, on one hand, we are a very small activity, so it is inevitable that the people that are best at it are going to interact in ways that cross certain boundaries that are inevitable because we don't have the ability – to stop people from being judges in the summer and then designing in the fall and then working for an indoor color guard in the winter. For example, we interact with certain judges that we then have gigs with. I go and I judge for certain judges and that are DCI judges. It doesn't mean that crown's going to win drums. It just means that I have a relationship with this person. And in fact, it might allow that person to judge with more objectivity and not less because they actually know you. So I just don't, Know if that whole convo that the judging is rigged and the judges are paid off. It's like we can't create rules around what the judges are able to do when they're not judging DCI. I just don't think we are able to do that. So that's just a little, I guess, thought that I have about it. But let's just look at some of the things I just talked about. The Blue Stars just got their highest placement since 1977. They beat Phantom and Cavaliers. It's their highest final scores ever. Phantom beat Cavies for first, first time since 2013, and it's their highest score since This is the first uh, finals appearance for Colts since 2007, and it's their highest final score ever. And then Troopers is their first finals performance in 09, and also I should include the Bluecoats winning drums for the first time. So, like, is the judging rigged, or do you just not see – why Blue Devils are winning. And I have a lot of opinions about why they are winning the way they are and the captions that they win. But I would just, you know, ask people who commentate online, and I'm one of those people, but I ask people commentate online in the comments or who might not know, the way that you engage with a drum corps show as an audience is not the way that a judge engages with a drum corps show. So that's a huge one. And I'm not saying that that's right, but I'm saying that is the reality of this thing we do. Um, There are certain components of what you enjoy as an audience member or maybe what your tastes are that are not how the judges are trained to assess the show, analyze the show, um, and they have their own tastes as well. So number 10, DCI judging has come back with more integrity, not less. Just look at the numbers. Look at these historicals. It's all over the place. Totally related. Number nine, subcaption and caption integrity is a thing. Um, when you look across these cores, you will see the subcaptions are not straight across, and that is a good thing. That doesn't mean that every core has a wide variety of subcaptions, but certainly you can see that you there isn't just slotting occurring. I think an example would be the Cavaliers percussion, who actually ended, I believe, in fifth in percussion overall. They were way higher than the rest of the drum corps. The drum corps had subcaptions in eighth, ninth, tenth, eighth, ninth, eighth, eighth, tenth, and they're sitting six, seven, five ish. So you can see across this that there is subcaption integrity taking place, that the judges are considering how they're judging their caption itself and not just making an assessment on what the wave might be. I think percussion is a great example of this. There's almost zero actually when I look across, this is crazy. Let's see. I'm looking down Jeff Osdemore and his only matching sub captions are Boston, which was a 4-4, Phantom, which was a 10-10. Two out of 12 groups had two of the same subcaptions. So at least in the percussion caption, there is great integrity with that. Some of these are not as uh, varied. Uh, brass, for example, twelve, twelve, eleven, eleven, nine, nine, eight, eight, ten, ten, seven, seven, six, six, five, five, two, one, two. That's crown four three four three four three one two one. So yeah, there's all these different subcaptions across the board. Um, that doesn't mean, for example, when you look at BD, they've got ones across all their visual and all, uh, uh, including color guard and effect, uh, minus their color guard content box, which Boston won. But BD actually did win guard finals night. They just didn't win the average. So that's all to say there is subcaption integrity. Okay, does that mean every judge has a great subcaption integrity? No. Does it mean at every show there's great subcaption integrity? No, but I'm looking at finals, and I got to say, like, I'm not mad about it. Let's move to the next one. This is related to what I was talking about before. Number eight, judges are looking for the wow, but also the what. So you cannot just come out, perform an amazing show with a million ideas in it. There has to be planned intellectual layers across the design that you present over time in a cohesive way that totals up and makes sense. The wow effects need to be highly crafted so that the judge knows where they are Uh, what they are and where they're going in the design, more is not always more. So um, I just think that as a drum corps audience member, the impact can be all you need. Not everyone watches drum corps and goes, what is the story? What is this about? What should I be taking away? What does this mean? But judges will ask that. How does this relate to the overall concept? How does this music fit into the visual aesthetic? How are the choices you made across the visual design emphasize or relate to the conceptual design? Like all these different layers that when you watch, you might not sit there and ask those questions yourself, but they add up to something that feels holistic versus something that feels more scattered or fragmented. So I think when people watch the Blue Devils, they're like, this is mid, I saw a lot of this is mid, this is boring, there was more crowd response for Blue Codes Boston and Crown. But what Blue Devils do is they plan their events so there's always a primary, there's always a secondary, there's always a tertiary. They're highly crafted, and the way they blend one idea to the next is highly, highly crafted. And as a judge, you just follow around and oh and now i'm here and there's a trumpet snare feature and it spits me out and it brings me over here and are they rippling and do they have a lot of scatters yes that being said they know how to draw the eye they know how to bring you into their ideas and it's in a really effortless way it makes the judge feel smart and it allows them to sit back and just it's brought right to them the second the judge has to start digging into the show and going like what does this mean where are we they're in an analytical mindset and that's a bad thing. You want them purely in just a wow. Wow. Through the construction though, not through the volume or just the speed or whatever. It's the way you've constructed it that has to be impressive and it has to present something that's fresh and innovative. So I just think we as an audience member or as someone who just wants to watch and enjoy the talent, which is like we all do and the judges can recognize the talent in the top drum cores and all the drum cores, but they're asking to be differentiate they're asking to differentiate rather these high level cores by tenths. And even Blue Devils who won by, I mean, close to what, two points. The difference between them and Blue Coat's construction is just not that much. Or to blue uh or rather to Boston's excellent It's not that different right so um the tents add up two points feels like a lot but i would ask everyone to like just go focus on the visual construction of the blue devils and the way that that allows them to draw focus and attention in and out of moments the way their props are crafted even if the props feel familiar to to different years i'm seeing a lot of people say they've been doing metamorph for like seven years which like i get but a lot of groups do that. They just lean into a brand and they lean into a look and it actually makes them more judgeable, not less, because there's a familiarity with what you're seeing. Sometimes when you present something that's like super new, it might not get the reaction that you want because it's taking more work in the judge who has never seen something like that. So, I don't know. That's my thought. I think judges are looking both for the, the wow and the excellence and the um, the volume and the speed. But, there has to be the intellectual understanding underneath it of we've chosen these elements to add up to a holistic total that makes sense. And when I look in any singular place, I understand why what's happening there is happening, et cetera. The construction really matters. Number seven, I, this is like literally what I just said, seven audiences are looking for the wow. So um audiences want to be entertained and they don't really need a deep dive i think the huge difference would be crown versus devs crown huge audience response uh a, seemed like a a fan favorite not the fan favorite because phantom clearly went hard in their marketing for that and we did not but um crown was just you know we got this crazy audience response especially at the end because we had a really you know our run clicked like the first two runs were Okay, I would say they weren't our strongest representation, then the end was by far our best run, at least across the music ensemble, percussion, brass, it seemed like we just had a great run. Um, That's what I can speak to, not that the other captions or sections didn't, um, but I can say that it clicked and the audience felt connected to it, and it was wow, whereas BD, they might have been less reactive, but again it's the sheets and the audience doesn't sit there with the sheet and the sheet is dictating how you react. So it's a completely different lens and it's important that we understand that so that we know what we're looking at and why the things are happening are happening. Okay. Number six, COVID is here and is playing a role in drum Corps. Um, Very interesting. The last episode did get tagged with like a COVID thing on Spotify. So certainly not trying to go too deep into this, but what I'll say is it seems like COVID is affecting drum corps. Sickness affects drum corps. Um, and if you go multiple weeks out or a month or multiple months with huge amounts of students out, uh, members out sitting because they're ill, you just are going to struggle to get back on the rail. So I don't want to go too deep into this, misspeak or do any, you know, none of that. But um we all know that COVID did affect the drum corps season. And I see no reason as to why we would assume that's going to just like magically go away. That's just like my take. Number five, year to year design and staff consistency is absolutely key to succeeding at any level. Mind blowing, completely mind blowing. The groups with the most W's and the most consistency have the same teams year to year. This seems obvious, but it's like, this is so important. Staying with the team, understanding the culture of a drum corps, getting to know how to exist in that drum corps. Like, it's hard enough to make a core better when you're jumping from th- team to team and the dynamic of each team is different. You're just constantly on shaky ground. And these drum corps who are really successful, Blue Devils being the best example, they just got their 20th win, their team has been there forever. I didn't look up how long Scojo's been there. I didn't look up how long David Glide's been there or Scott Chandler, um, or John Meehan, or any of those main players. They've all been there for like over 10, 15, 20 years. So when you look at some of these cores, Crossman, um, Blue Knights, Madison, these teams have been together for like three years. So I know shade to those teams, but when it's like, we're not getting the, what we deserve. And like, I've been there for sure. Like I deal with that in WGI as a younger player. Um, these teams who have been doing this for 20 years, like they are the ones that deserve it. Like if you put the time and you put the time in, that's it. Like if you've been playing in the league longer, I mean, and you're not injured, you know, you just have a better understanding. You can get into these situations and you know how to maneuver through high pressure situations as the adult in the room. And then thus that whole essence bleeds and trickles down into the membership. So you understand like BD knows how to show up to finals and win because they've won the most. So that's just inevitable. And I just, you know, for anyone, I don't know that DCI directors, WGI directors, what type of audience is listening to this podcast, but people need second chances in the team. Like, I don't think you should be getting rid of someone after one year, you know, one, two, three years down the line. Okay. Starting to get an understanding of whether something's working or not. But after one season, um, that just feels pretty quick it feels like something drum for maybe is getting better at but we definitely were trigger happy in that way where it's like oh didn't work fired you know get rid of it get rid of that person get rid of the problem whatever so um the consistency year to year if you can get it's so crucial you know crown brass is a great example where michael clash and matt harloff and much of that team are either alumni they've been there a really long time matt harloff and and michael clash are from star 93 we have a lot of star 93 um whether it's teachers or people that taught it's just like there's this big root through the whole thing that they understand what the culture is, they understand what the standard is, and they don't need to, like, reteach it every year. So that is just a major factor when you look at these groups. So why is Pulse winning every year? It's because John Mapes and Ian have been working together since they were at Pacifica High School in the mid-2000s. Like, you need to know where these people come from and what they've done before going like they don't deserve it like i really just don't believe like hey bd's been at this like they're the tom brady Tom brady wins he knows how to win he's habituated to win he actually wins more than he than he loses so it's like just interesting you know it's drum court chatter I, I don't get hung up too much but um this is a great platform to kind of you know listen to what's going on out in the sort of conversation and then go hey like take a step back look back in time, look at the depth of who works at these groups and understand these like aren't accidents. So year to year consistency, it's massive. And that goes for the members too, period. Here's one that's going to make some people mad. Number four, front ensembles contribute to the percussion score. Stop basing your opinion exclusively on lot videos of drum lines. All right, I'm going to go back to Boston. Now, I got a lot of friends that teach at Boston and Boston's front ensemble. So I'm not really referencing anything they did. I'm going to be honest. I saw Boston's show once. I really was mostly watching the design of the show and the drum line. Um, I wasn't drawn to the pit an excessive amount. I haven't seen a lot of videos of the pit and I haven't seen their show since. But come on, guys. It's not a drum line trophy. It's a percussion trophy. So when we start looking at Vanguard and we start looking at Blue Devils and we start looking at Blue Coats, it's like, it's not just the drum line, it's also the front and it's a full percussion arrangement and the depth and the difficulty and the variety and the range of skills and the rhythmic variety and the physical demands and the environmental demands and dynamic contour. like And it's across the full percussion, not just the drum line. So it's really funny when you see People on Instagram, or you see people on YouTube, like, this was robbed, Boston should have won. I saw videos of Boston in July that were, like, literally perfect. Did they hold up that quality through August? If you're that solid, that early, can you maintain? It's very difficult. So that's question one. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm asking. Two is, did their front hang with coats? blue devils and vanguard those are the percussion sections that were above them so i absolutely went into finals like dude if boston wins i'm gonna be stoked like that's really cool i think that'd be their first w i think um you know it's an east coast line like the athleticism of their playing the uniformity technique like i'm all about it i'm a big fan i just think if we're gonna be authentic and objective about why things go the way they did it's not like boston got second they got fourth so um maybe i need to do a little watching of their front get understanding of what their front was doing because i admittedly i'm more in the drumline world and and there's just more evidence of drumlines because there's a bigger culture online of drumline videos um there's just goes way back in like the early internet days so you know we got to put the pits more in the limelight Take pit videos, people get out there. If you want to create pit content, we need to do it. We need to take the videos and everything. But the front ensemble contributes to the percussion score more than ever. Now that the drum judge is not able to go deep into the field, they're getting more of a front read, not less. Not less. I feel like people were like so shitty when they pulled the percussion judge from the field. And they're like, oh, this is going to... And, like, honestly, it's been better for the front ensembles. Which I predicted. There's an article about it, which I predicted. The front is getting more love. So, your front and the the whole percussion package needs to feel holistic. Like, Tom Rarick writes at the Blue Coats. He's their percussion ranger. He writes the battery and the pit. So, it just is what it is. Like, he wrote a really integrated thoughtful package the show that the Bluecoats did afforded a lot of musical styles and a lot of really interested syn- interesting syncopated feels interested too um and he capitalized in it and he did his thing and tom rarick's been writing for the Bluecoats pit i believe since oh two so um we just have to consider the the front ensemble like we're just leaving them out when we go boston to the one drums like if their pit was on the level of all the other pits and their percussion was on the level, let me know. DM me on my Instagram, That Dan Band Show. But I just ask that question because I don't – I know for a fact people do not consider the front when they're making their opinions about the drum trophies, and it's off-base. So that's what I'll say. If you're mad about this, ask yourself why. Don't be mad at me. That's just how it works. All right. Number three the overall quality of Drum Corps is inflating. Um, 10 of the 12 finalists broke 90, um, and the numbers are getting higher every year. So this is like a WGI thing that we're dealing with, right? There's a record set every year. Um, The numbers are getting higher every year. But also the high level of uh, the competition, the highest end of the competition, the, the quality of their productions is... It's pretty wild. The sound systems are pretty wild. Um, so there's just a lot going on. Like the quality feels like there's going, it's getting better. The numbers feel like they're getting higher. Is there more talent in the top 12? Um, are the students coming in and they're more equipped because of YouTube, because of the internet? There's all these factors, but it, it definitely you see more high numbers over 90, for example. You see Rhythm X, Broken City, Pulse setting the highest record year to year and I bet when you talk to the judging coordinators like a Mark Thurston or a John Phillips at DCI, they would tell you the shows are getting better So, but I wonder should we be having hundreds sub-captions every year or do we need to adjust to the new landscape of drum corps does it matter, is it okay if we have hundreds every year maybe I literally don't know. I'm just asking. I know people would probably argue, like, they're not hundreds. Like, there's still ticks. There's still errors. Like, yeah. But when you get to the end, like, is there any reason not to be, like, alright, this is the highest level that we've seen. We should be, you know, it's setting a new standard. It's 100. Whatever. So, um, I would probably see the overall quality of drum corps is inflating, but there's less and less drum corps. So, it's like there's a very small margin of great drum corps who have the money that can Executed the top level, have the highest end productions, but we, it's like the lower class, almost in an economic way, like, or maybe it's, there's no middle class anymore. Are we dealing with that sort of issue where it's like, you know, it's very hard. I know, for example, at Hurricanes, it's so hard to fill the horn line there. I know at Fusion Corps, they're very small. Like those drum corps that are like where you start out marching in an independent organization are trying to fill their ranks and they can't because everyone wants to march top 12. So is it like 12 and under are like starving for more kids. The top 12 are getting amazing talent because everyone is waiting to go there. And if they don't make a top 12 or top five, even they usually don't march. So it's just like all these different factors at play. And I, I don't know where to boil it down, but like, I definitely think, and this is definitely connected with my next bullet point, but I think the high end of drum corps is getting better and better I don't know if that is like, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships type deal at all. I think it might just be top end inflation. So um, I will get away from economic metaphors because I do not know economic stuff. But I just wonder how this feels culturally across the groups that you don't see, you know, as the face of DCI like a Blue Devils. Like these smaller cores are probably – you know, struggling in a way that is not reflective in the high-end group. So maybe maybe this one needs more conversation for a, a future episode. So let's jump into uh, number two. Cracking the top five or even the top three takes an insane amount of correct decision making, including financial decision making on the admin level. Um, if you're trying to hang at the top level, you need the talent, the the member experience, the props, the sound, the wireless micing, the six-figure speakers, and then you have to design a show that judges connect with. Um, So again, it's like, why are the same groups always top five, for example? Why do we see the same groups in the top 12, et cetera? It takes more than just the design and the execution on the field to be at that level. You have to have so many things in place In order for the design to come through and in order for the members to execute, because if your facilities thing is not worked out and you don't have good facilities, you can't get better. It's so related to the choices that are made on the level of the administration or even the board of a drum corps that trickles down into the member experience. And I think people just look at the face of the drum corps, like on the field, marching the drill, playing the music, doing choreography, whatever, and they don't realize like what it took to get there are so many layers of correct decision making you have to go up all the way to people who don't even tour with the drum corps today to day. so these drum corps like blue devils like now boston like blue coats like a crown like a vanguard they just have these things that have been locked in for an extended period of time And there's no replacing that, but making better decisions over a long period of time and getting excellence and consistency in your operations so that there is the option or possibility that you can be successful on uh, the level of performance. So um, hopefully that's not convoluted sounding. I feel like I said that pretty straightforward, but cores who are good are good top down. It is a complete error or a mistake if a core is good but they're ran bad. It's just that doesn't usually happen. It can happen. I know a couple of examples I'm not going to say on here, but um that's an accident. If you want to be consistently good, you have to have a structure in place that affords and allows the core, the design, the staff to succeed. So that's again why I'm like, why are the blue devils winning 20 times? Because that drum core is ran like a well-oiled machine. They have money, they have the alumni and it's just it's in a flow state that other cores are trying to get into. So number one, this is maybe my biggest takeaway from the weekend. Number one, design informs and affects both the content and the performance captions. The Blue Devils are out designing everyone because their design choices are allowing their members to execute at the highest level and their teachers to teach at the highest level. BD is a top destination because the design is affording them a professional experience at all turns of both spring training and the tour. So a few things there. We all know it. I'm going to say it. BD yeah. is out designing everyone because they are pragmatic and they're not asking their members to do too many things at once. When the snare line is a snare feature, they stand there and blast the craziest lick you can think of. They do super cool body and it's all about that moment. And then in the secondary and tertiary frames, there is like highly crafted prop maneuvering and choreo and event happening. And they're not asking the snare line to hold too much weight at a single point, even before or after that feature. Apply that across the show and then realize how that affects the way that they rehearse. These drum corps that are really mastering this, they are designing in a way that is allowing their staff, the techs, the on-site designers, captions, whatever, they get to focus on the moments that get them points. The features, the visual, exposed, difficult moments, the choreo, the integration, the craft. Like It's not just about the reps, 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 reps. It's like they are like your hotspots are the hotspots that get you points. So it's the way that the design is allowing you to really hammer the – exposures so that when the judge comes up it's like wow like you really have crafted this moment completely and i'm just totally in this and that's great for their caption awards and their caption numbers but it's also great for the overall effect because they are achieving that's the thing is they're designing in a way that lets them achieve they're not over asking so now they're also the cleanest and the most crafted and their fundamentals are the best so again the way you're designing is allowing the teachers and the performers to just totally dig in and perfect these moments that they need to perfect because they are the exposed moments related is BD has the best touring experience. They can purchase hotels for the members. They are in like inside dome environments that are similar to Lucas Oil. They can balance in there that allows a performer to feel their best like a professional athlete, you don't put a pro athlete in before they're ready. At least you're not supposed to. That obviously does happen, and it happens in drum corps. But an MMA fighter does not fight again until they are totally healed. You know, a basketball player is not going to jump on the field with an Achilles tendon, uh, but pull the Achilles or whatever, because they don't need to. They have a bench. We don't have a bench. So the more that you can get your members in the right physical and mental state, the better they're going to perform. And the Blue Devils, both through the design and through the tour experience, they just totally nailed that. Um, and that's just something that they have mastered because they've been at this for such a long time. And it's something that other cores definitely emulate. And I think it's a really important facet of what we do that perhaps – others are not centering as much or not realizing like the design choices we make our tour experience, the way we treat the members, it all impacts what they do when they get out on the field. Um, So BD is just totally nailing the design to implementation, to cleaning, to performance flow that others could dial into. So it's crazy. Like they just, totally have it figured out and look they beat everyone like the next people underneath them blue coats of boston two points so whether you agree with that or not the judges clearly all felt that the blue devils are pretty far beyond everyone and we kind of need to figure out how they're doing that so that's just my thought behind or a portion of how they're doing what they're doing um, so I want to close out today by uh, actually jumping in my DMs. I posted a story on Instagram asking y'all what your takeaway was from uh, DCI 2022. So I'm going to read these, and I'll shout out everyone who responded. So Chris Schmidt's Design, Chris Schmidt's underscore design, says, overall design makes so much more of a difference than individual captions. So – that kind of relates to Blue Devils, where they really focus on the overall cohesion, allowing captions to have their moments, but they won every GE uh, caption, and that uh, literally contributes to the overall score way more. So, Chris, you're definitely right. Uh, Jameis' coach shout out Crown alumni from '21. He says clean is the best hype. I agree with that completely. Jameis, Zach Martin's drums, another Crown alum. Percussion trophy doesn't equal drum trophy. Hmm. <laughs> sounds familiar andres andres castaño 23 he said i thought boston was going to win drums and impressive uh, the fact of two silver medals so andres listen to this podcast and you'll understand why boston didn't win drums um brett guenness says is it junis or guenness brett wants to be a guest on this podcast and i feel like i'm not having him on just to torture him but brett is it brett junis or is it brett guenness i always said guenness but now they look at it junis seems right Um, He says, I need more Dan in my life. Brett, I love you. Shout out, 19, Crown Alumni. Brian, Brian Evans, he says, BD is the most improved battery from the beginning of the season to the end that he's ever seen. That's a good point. Eat, dive, repeat. That's Brian Hancock. What's up? He says, surprise, Crown didn't meddle with that Saturday performance. I agree with you, but also, um, once the perception is locked in, it's really hard to break that. We dealt with that a little bit um, in the 19 year. And I think that was a component of what we saw, but crown definitely popped off uh, at the end. And that was awesome. Um, snare flow. You say congratulations to blue coats. And I think they deserved it. I agree. I think it's amazing. It's super dope. Shout out to everyone on staff there. Mackenzie Fox Perier, Uh, drums are strong across the board. Which is exciting to see, especially with COVID. I agree. I think there were a lot of great drum lines and then, uh, let's see, let's jump to the next one. J.S. Leary, 17 Troopers first finals in years. Our show was emotional and moving top 10 for sure. That's dope. I have not seen the Trooper show, but I liked their uniform and I could tell that they were good. Just seeing videos of the drum line. It was awesome. Tommy Rome is the last one. He said it was great hanging out with you at Basie's, which is now uh, what is it called? empire street but it was a much more pleasant experience in basie shout out to tommy rome one of the base techs at blue coast congrats on the fred sanford so y'all that's it for today guys it's always fun to come to you and just rant and rave and give you my opinions as always i'll tell you right now i am certainly no expert but i am in the trenches a bit with uh carolina crown with george mason with all the groups i teach so it's always cool to sort of bridge the gap between marching arts media and marching arts um participation I'd say. Um I feel like that's what gives me a little bit of a different insight. If you don't like what I said, feel free to hit me up and we'll chat about it. Not in any negative way, not in any adversarial way. But if you want to talk, you can always hit me up. You got my number, you can always hit me up. I never want to hurt anyone's feelings, but this is a competition and people win, people lose. I didn't win, but I'm not upset. I'm just trying to learn from it and move on and that's all you can really do. So shout out to all my listeners. Please subscribe, like, share, watch the reels, leave a review anything you can do to to support that Dan Band Show. I appreciate it. And with that, I will see you next time. Peace out, y'all.